G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When you hear the name Vicki Jansen, you'll likely think of a Christian activist who's been making waves politically now for many, many years and who works cross-culturally to address some sensitive social, cultural and political issues. Well, we spoke to Vicky just recently as the Christian behind the public conversations about liberty in Australia with Dr. Zudi Jasser, including Christians in the mix of how reform within Islam might result in a focus on shared value of liberty. Well, we're not going to talk to Vicky about those things today at all because there's a number of hats that Vicky wears and Vicky has written a number of books over the years. But her latest one is described as a cracking yarn complete with dynamite. It's the story of George from Jindavik. From small town farmer to big cheese, it's an Australian small business success story that captures some of the history of regional Victoria. It's all about faith, family and freedom and having a go. Vicky Jansen is joining us to talk about her book. Hello, Vicky. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be here again. Vicky, your book has just been released. What sort of reactions yes. are you getting from people? Oh, well, especially from the Gippslanders, I think they're pretty excited about it. Some people have even gone out in the uh, rain to pick up some copies. We were at the um, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival in Jindavik just last weekend, and I was surprised how many they had in the morning 2,000 people go through. So um, it was a big crowd, and and I don't know how many books were sold there, but um, certainly there was a few people hovering around the table. So that's that's really good because it is a bit of local history. You know, it's a great story to talk about because your book revolves around the themes of George Ronald. Now, George, a dairy farmer from Gippsland in Victoria, who really built something very substantial from being a humble dairy farmer. Give us a little, in a nutshell, idea of George's story. Right, well, yeah, George was um, from this little town in Jindavik, sort of 300 people, and um, he, you know, left school at 15. Um, at 15, you could carry a gun, get up at five and, uh, you know, milk the cows. He, he was working with his father, um, and uh, he was always sort of looking for other opportunities. But I guess, um, yeah, he, he went from dairy farm, dairy farming to um, earth-moving, uh, he did road works. He was involved in the whole, you know, and he was well known in the area for making particular sort of dams. He was building dams and clearing land and all these amazing things, which I hadn't uh, really been exposed to myself, which so it was quite challenging to actually write the story. But uh, there was a downturn in the whole um, area and in the 80s and he was looking for a new opportunity and he went to a Gideon's meeting actually and uh, he's a man of great faith and he's been involved in the community all his life and um, and he went to a Gideon's meeting and was sort of told, well, if I was a young fella today, I would, you know, milk milk cows and make cheese. 
and it's the way he says it is uh, it's quite unique but that, that's what sort of something clicked in his mind milk cows and make cheese so uh, what sort of cheese would you make and this guy said well these European cheeses the brie and camembert and at that stage in the 80s all they ever knew in uh, Australia was cheddar and it sort of wasn't heard of there was no market and so George sort of grabbed hold of that and, you know, took a huge risk and decided he was going to find out about this brie and camembert and make cheese. So, um, yeah, so it sort of began from an idea and, and part of his, who he is, you know, you sort of get an idea, you, you work it, it's about hard work, perseverance, overcoming all the obstacles of somebody who doesn't know anything about it and he actually ended up beating the French at their own game um, and becoming the, you know, not just the world champion soft mold cheeses, but the champion of champions. Um, so this little town in Jindavik. So it's quite an amazing story of overcoming, of inspiration. Uh, there's local history. There's, of course, their own family history. And um, there's also the legacy when it comes to their faith legacy, because he is a, great, a man of great faith. And let's not hold back at all on honouring this man, because we talk about a humble dairy farmer who has a dream to make cheese and goes on, in fact, as you just mentioned, but let's dwell on this for a moment. He won the ultimate accolade in the cheesemaking world. It was... Uh, bestowed upon Jindy Brie at the World Championship Cheese Contest in Wisconsin in the United States, World's Best Cheese in 2002. Yeah. And this comes from a humble little place, Jindavik, in Gippsland in Victoria. It must make people pretty proud. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is actually, the he says it was the most amazing moment, you know, to be amongst uh, 600 cheesemakers in the world, you know, and to be from the little town of Jindavik, which, of course, nobody's ever heard of and probably a lot of people in Australia have never heard of, and uh, to, to to win this. And to, he said, he, you know, they came, they walked up the, from the back of the room to the stage and and uh, he said he got a more or less a standing ovation as he thanked his Heavenly Father for, you know, this amazing uh, journey, you know, so... And uh, it was just an amazing thing. So he's got a, a banner over his desk, Neil, and it's from Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, you know, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And that's not just a banner over his desk. It's a banner over his life. You know, George, you know, prayed through all sorts of problems and expected a practical answer because he is a very pragmatic man. So you've got a guy who's sort of mechanically minded, four-wheel drive, outdoor, you know, blokey bloke, who's got this incredible faith and just expects practical realities. And, of course, he got them. <laughs> yes. As Christians, we call it faith. But to take the risks that George did, oh. uh, staking it all on a business venture and, uh, of course, driven by his boundless enthusiasm. Uh, this is a very exciting story and uh, one that went on to actually, uh, I guess, change the history of Gippsland, given this wonderful accolade. Well, that's right. I mean, Jindy Cheese is, is you know, world-renowned and it actually did put um, Jindavik on the map. A little bit of trivia about Jindavik. You know, the Aboriginal word actually means burst asunder, and it was actually, Jindavik was the name of the first pilotless rocket ever developed um, with its uh, first time flight in Australia in 1952. And, and burst asunder seems very apt. You know, what's burst out of Jindavik is a couple of, there's a, a couple of champions actually, because 
I sort of use that analogy of, um, you know, the soil, the earth, what it produces in certain regions. Lionel Rose was um, the world bantamweight boxing champion and he came from that region and he was that first Indigenous Australian to win that world title in 1968 and the first Indigenous Australian to be named Australian of the Year. So it just seems out of this tiny little town, there's some amazing world stage players have, have sort of burst out of it, you know. So I thought it was just a little bit of in- interesting trivia. Um, uh, you know, they had also, George's family had the first, I think, uh, uh, Ford um, car in the region and they had a lot of firsts in their family and there's quite a lot of Australian history uh, and family history through uh, the story. His family actually arrived in Melbourne in 1849 when the population was only 17,000. And uh, so there's a bit of story about Melbourne and going east out to out to Jindavik. And so I think people will find that entrepreneurial spirit all the way through. Um, but I think uh, I, I start the book now with... Um, just saying a little bit in the prologue that this George was a man inspired by two great earth movers. The first one was the American earth mover Robert Gilmore Latourno, whose contemporaries referred to him as God's businessman. And um, both George and and this guy, uh, Robert Gilmore Latourno, shared a passion for earth moving equipment and and innovation, but they also shared this passion for Christ. So we're both prayerful and pragmatic men and of course Christ is that other great, you know, mover of heaven and earth. So these are the two great inspirations in his life and he likes to honour them all the way through. And of course it hasn't been a journey without challenge either because this is also a story of uh, resilience and courage because in 2009 Black Saturday bushfires devastated Jindavik and that scorched the area around the Jindy factory, uh, devastated herds of some of the suppliers uh, while the smoke and the heat wiped out the store of brie and camembert cheese. So enduring mm. those sorts of hardships too is just another one of those uh, those, those wonderful values that he clearly possessed. Yes, look, he was willing to, you know, he his whole family history was on that piece of land. In fact, George never moved more than, um, you know, I think he lives now 500 metres from where he's born and only ever moved five kilometres from it. So he's always been in that area. It's been in his family for generations. There's four generations there now. But um, the Black Saturday fires were absolutely devastating and, and they were, you know, there's a story of survival there as the, as George and his friends were locked up. I call it like the famous five, as five of them locked up and it looked, you know, they virtually rang to say goodbye to their families because, you know, it looked imminent. And so he's seen a number of miracles, but I can tell you that what amazes me every time I think about it is here's a man that was on the front line fighting a bushfire at 72 in 2009. So he took on this Jindy cheese, you know, idea and turned it into a world champion business when he was 48, went into, you know, and he was fighting some of the worst fires in the world when he was 72. So he's just just 81 now. So he's quite an amazing man. Now, amongst all that, He's always been involved in community and in, um, well, he was part of that, um, if you like, spiritual revival that came out of the Billy Graham stuff in 1959. And he was at that, uh, at those rallies. And 
uh, Billy Graham, uh, some people might not know, but he was the first full-time employee of um, Youth for Christ. I think that was in 1943. Uh, but amazingly, in 1959, uh, 30% of the nation, 3 million Australians flocked to hear Billy Graham. So George was one of those. And consequently from that, he became um, the Warrigal Youth for Christ director for 26 years. Um, he was also the local Sunday school teacher for 30 years, and he started that when he was 15. And we read of a time when he was 15 in Gippsland that, um, you know, 90%, I think he said, of the kids that used to go to Sunday school, their parents weren't churchgoers, but it was in the day when uh, parents used to think that church was a great place to, you know, for values, for friendship, for faith, for getting skilled up, um, you know, general identity, meeting other people, all the lots of reasons. It was culturally the thing to do, to go to Sunday school. And they used to round all the kids up. So it's a whole different, you know, generation of and views towards uh, church and, and also the business side of it. Uh, just the freedom that people had. They didn't weren't sort of, uh, you know, burdened with over-regulation. And that was some of the, one of the things that... You know, I guess what, where George felt he had to move away at the end and sell the business was because, you know, it, it was very hard for him to deal with the complete overregulation of industry. Well, it is a great story, and those things that you've written about George undoubtedly will be timeless. You're telling the story of what we'll all say is a great Australian, and uh, to be able to have someone who is motivated by mission in his life uh, to go on to do some wonderful things in business uh, from humble beginnings. What a great story that is. Uh, Vicky, how do people get a hold of your new book? It's called George from Jindavik, From Small Town Farmer to Big Cheese. Where's the best place to get a hold of it? Well, look, you can either get it on my own website, uh, vickijansen.com.au, Vicky with an I-E, Jansen, J-A-N-S-O-N, uh, just on the book tab. Um, otherwise, it is available through Connor Court Publishing. So either on my website, vickijansen.com.au or Connor Court Publishing. Okay, Connor Court Publishing or go to Vicky's website, vickyjansen.com.au. The book is called George from Jindavik, From Small Town Farmer to Big Cheese. Vicky, uh, congratulations on the book. Um, I'm sure it's been a, a lot of hard work just getting it out and, and now people have an opportunity to read it. I know you haven't left politics behind because you're going to be nominating for the seat of Deakin in the eastern suburbs in Melbourne. Melbourne as an independent in the upcoming federal election. So we'll wish you all the best for that. And uh, congratulations on the book. Let's hope uh, you get a bunch of people listening to our conversation today who want to get a hold of it. VickiJansen.com.au or Connor Court. Vicky, thanks for joining us today on 2020. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.